Welcome to episode 201 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, you will be listening to a conversation between myself and Amanda Glover, who helps introverts build confidence and be the best professionals they can be. We will talk specifically about how introverts can nail the job search process, but also give some general tips on topics like overcoming limiting beliefs. And I got to tell you, she's got tons of great strategies for both of these challenging situations. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering. So since then, I've written a book called Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People have their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Let me tell you a little bit more about our guest for today, Amanda Glover. As a journalist at heart, Amanda combines her love for writing and business to help introverts create compelling resumes and interview stories. As an introvert who found personal acceptance late in life, she founded Rising Introverts to help introverts nail the job interview and generate greater confidence in their everyday lives. Now, before we get started here, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free. So I ask you to please support them. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsor, for this episode, PPI, by asking you to listen up later on in this episode for my advice on how to advance your career in 2019. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your licensure exam. Don't miss it. I also want to let you know that we're in the midst of a Kickstarter campaign here at the Engineering Management Institute, which you can check out at bizofengineering.com. That's B-I-Z of engineering.com. And this campaign came about because we have many listeners on our podcast, and one of our listeners in Texas, an engineer by the name of Matt Los, reached out to me and told me that he was inspired in his career to write a book about being a well-rounded engineer, especially in this fourth industrial revolution, because technology is changing, projects are getting more complex. What made engineers successful in their careers up to today is not the same thing that's going to help engineers to be successful into the future. So Matt has really, as a young engineer, captured this amazingly and put this into a framework in this book. So it's not just a book. It really is a philosophy and a mindset. And we want to get this book to as many engineers as possible. So there's two goals with the campaign. One is to publish Matt's book. But the second is many of our courses that we talk about on the podcast, the Accelerator Workshop, our resume and interview course for students, our goal setting and decision-making course for younger engineers. All of these are part of the campaign, meaning that you can get Matt's book plus one of these resources for a very affordable price. In fact, the lowest that we've ever offered these courses at and probably ever will. So again, check it out. It's very limited time. It's bizofengineering.com. That's B-I-Z of engineering.com. You'll find the Kickstarter campaign, some information about the different resources. Please support Matt. He's done what I think is an amazing thing for the engineering community, and I'm excited to publish the book and help him to get it out there. All right, now let me bring you into my conversation with Amanda with a quote that is applicable to today's topic of introverts, which is a quote from Tiger Shroff. I am who I am. I am not very complicated. I am a simple and an introvert. 
All right, now I'm excited to welcome Amanda Glover from Rising Introverts to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Amanda, welcome. Thanks, Anthony. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. This topic of introverts, and we're, of course, going to talk about introverts on the job interview, but also just a little bit in general up front here, is an important topic to our listeners because we do know that a lot of engineers and technical professionals happen to be introverted. However, Amanda, before we even get into all that, Maybe you could start by talking about what exactly an introvert is for someone out there who maybe hasn't heard of the term. Well, an introvert is really, you know, a lot of people might say, oh, it's just a shy person or someone who's not, is outgoing. And, and that's not really true. The real definition of what an introvert is, is somebody who needs time to recharge their batteries alone after they spend a lot of time with people. So the key difference between like an introvert and an extrovert would be that an extroverted person gets their energy by being around other people, whereas an introvert, they're happy to be around others, but after time, they start to deplete their energy levels and they just need to spend some time alone. And that's really the key difference. I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people right off the bat when they hear the word introvert just thinks of someone that's kind of doesn't go into a networking event or doesn't go to be anywhere around people because they're not interested. And I don't think that's true. And it sounds like from the definition you just gave, certainly not the case. But let's talk about your own career. And you started Rising Introverts to help introverts to build confidence and get out there and do things. And like I said, we'll talk about the job interview. But in general, what inspired you to kind of to take this route and work with introverts? I'm an introverted person, and for many years, I just really didn't understand why I was different from other people. You know, a lot of times, introverts are told, oh, you need to speak up more. How come you're not always out with a ton of friends? And you get a lot of feedback, you know, just throughout your life that you need to be different. And it kind of plants the seed in your mind that, wow, there must be something wrong with me. Growing up, I always thought I wasn't smart enough or friendly enough or outgoing enough because I was introverted. But I didn't even really know what that was until I saw Susan Cain's TED Talk and listening to another introvert kind of talk about the things they like to do and, and their story growing up really helped me understand that there really isn't anything wrong with me. I just operate differently than other people but I still have the skills to be a leader. I still have the skills to get ahead in my career. And that was something that was always concerning to me. And so it helped kind of take me away from that, like kind of lack mindset where you're always thinking about what's wrong with you and then transition into more of a place of strength to say, hey, I'm introverted. I might be different than extroverts, but what really are my key strengths? And when I started to focus there, it was just a life-changing experience for me. And I love what you said there because I do think that sometimes people make this default decision that someone who's an introvert can't be a successful leader or as successful of a leader of it as an extrovert, which I think is completely false. It's just a different way that you operate or a different way that you maybe your brain processes things or does things. And so there are strengths to both extrovert and introvert personality types. And it's glad to hear you say that really you should think about leveraging those as an introvert. And to that end, on Rising Introverts, you talk about self-limiting beliefs. How does this impact introverts? I was looking into the topic of introverts after I did listen to that TED Talk and started to get tuned into what introversion was. And 
I looked through like book reviews on Amazon on books about introversion and like over and over and over again, I saw introverts posting reviews that said, you know, I thought I had a disease. I thought there was something wrong with me this whole time. I felt like I was just out of place, out of sorts. And, you know, if you felt that way, the majority of your life growing up, or if you've had people kind of tell you, hey, you need to get out there more, you need to be more outgoing or different. It gets all these ideas in your mind that you must be less. I noticed like even at work in my career, I would start to wonder, well, gosh, that person's really outspoken. They can talk on command where an introvert has to process their thoughts a little bit more. Is this going to hinder me? And I started studying self-limiting beliefs and kind of how to reverse them because I realized that all these thoughts that were floating around in my mind were so bad and and those thoughts themselves could potentially hold me back from pursuing what I really wanted. And so that's why I kind of created this guide of how to reverse your self-limiting beliefs, which you can download from Rising Introverts. But it was actually the steps that I took to help me kind of reframe my thinking around my personality type and what I was capable to do. Wow, that's really interesting. We'll certainly link to that resource that Amanda mentioned in the show notes for this episode. I think it's an important topic. I mean, limiting beliefs are very dangerous. And I know that just through my own executive coaching training that they do hold a lot of professionals back or people back just in general in everyday life. And there's actually a great book that I love called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. It's one of my favorites. I've highlighted a bunch of parts of it and I read it over and over. And there's one part in the beginning of the book basically says like even just one kind of negative thought or limiting belief in your mind can have major destruction in your the course of your career, the course of chasing your goals. And so it is really important to be able to kind of control your mindset so that, and the example they give in the book is that if a negative thought comes into your mind, kind of like a PowerPoint slide deck, you could just hit the click button and replace it with a better thought. So It is a very important topic, and I'm glad Amanda has put some thought into it and and created a resource for professionals on that. Amanda, let's transition into talking about the job interview process, because I think that this is a daunting process for anybody in today's world. There's lots of competition out there, especially introverts who might, again, get into that negative frame of mind. I'm an introvert, and I'm up against all these extroverts in the job interview process, and I'm already starting at a disadvantage. What is the best way for introverts to prepare for the job interview, in your opinion? It's going to sound really simple, but I'll talk a little bit about why it is so simple. I mean, really, it's difficult for introverts to speak on command and to have answers kind of coming off the top of their head just because they do need more time to process their thoughts. So really, the best way to kind of manage your nerves and prep is just to prepare, do your research and practice over and over again. And I mean, it's just honestly prepare, research, practice. And the reason why I say that is I was watching the Summer Olympics last time it was on. I was watching swimming and in swimming, they're really good about getting the camera in everyone's face, like right before they're going to go in the water and have a big race and potentially earn a medal. And then again, you know, at the end of the race, they're right there interviewing that athlete again. And I was noticing these high performers and they were all so calm right before they were going to go in to potentially earn a gold. And Katie Ledecky is one of the athletes that really came to mind. She was always very calm. And when they asked her about her game plan, 
it was just a very simple answer. Like I hired the best coach I could. I've done all the plans that he gave me. I've practiced. And now today it's about getting in the water and just doing what I've already done over and over and over again. And so it's like that day, their job is just to implement the plan that they've been practicing the entire time. It was just interesting to me how calm they could be, how high performing they were. And then at the end, when they were asked about it again, they were happy about it. They were still calm, but they had practiced to earn that medal. It's kind of like that thinking with interviews as well, especially with introverts is if you practice enough and you have your answers well written out, thought out, and you're reading them out loud and you're practicing them with friends, coworkers, anyone that'll give you feedback over and over again, you're just going to nail it when you get in the interview because it's just going to come flowing naturally. It's happened with me and I didn't even really expect it to. And I thought, what did I do? And I, I was like, wow, it was all that prep I did. It just felt like a natural conversation. So basically what you're doing there is you're practicing over and over. So you're going through the same motions, you're practicing the strategies, practicing the movements, whatever the example might be, so that when it comes time to actually do it, it's kind of like second nature to you because you've done it so many times that it kind of puts you at ease and makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. And I can see from what you're saying how it is really important for introverts because sometimes when you get into situations that are new or off the cuff types of things, it could be really uncomfortable for an introvert because you know, you're not that adept at kind of navigating these spur of the moment type of situations. So any kind of structure you can bring to it, any kind of practice you can bring to it, I can see how that would be very helpful. So that's good to know. So in terms of some of the other aspects of the interview process, because obviously the actual exchange of the interview, you can practice, like you said, and that could be helpful. But then you have other stressful kind of components of the whole interview process, like the salary negotiation, which I would imagine for an introvert could be something that could be very challenging. What can you offer on something like that? Salary negotiation for me as an introvert was always something that I used to dread. And I kind of noticed in prepping for interviews too, I would avoid some of the uncomfortable questions and uncomfortable topics and salary negotiation was a part of it. And I started to realize, hey, that's not wise on my part to kind of go into an interview and think, gosh, I really hope they don't ask me about the salary portion today. So it planted the seed with me that I also needed to do a lot of preliminary prep for salary. So I recently changed jobs and I always kind of feared that that conversation. So I did a ton of research and created a very short like four page presentation to help walk through the conversation. So when, you know, I was asked by the HR person what my salary expectations were, I provided this presentation to her and it showed what the the going rate for the position was through uh, multiple different sources like LinkedIn salary or salary.com or other posted jobs that were similar to the one that I was applying for. And I had a methodology baked into where I thought I should land for my salary based on the data points that I was sharing. And I also did some research and asked them for their benefit information in advance. So I could look at my current job and say, these are the benefits I'm getting. And then if I were to switch jobs, here are the benefits they offer. And you'll find that in some cases, the health insurance is going to be more expensive at a new job, or maybe the vacation days are less. 
So knowing these nuances between benefits are also very good levers to pull during a salary negotiation when you might be okay with the number, but you're losing a few vacation days. So that's something that you could kind of pull out of your hat. But these are things that you won't really know off the top of your head unless you ask for some of those bits of information ahead of time and do some preparation around salary. I really like that approach and that strategy because you hear people talk about salary negotiations a lot. And basically the kind of advice they're giving is ways for saying something, ways for strategies for going into a negotiation in terms of what to say and what the other person might be thinking. And But I like the fact where you actually said you did the research on the industry standards and you put something together because to me, that really tells the other party that this isn't someone who's just sitting here trying to throw some numbers at me to get a higher number. This is someone that has a really clear understanding of the industry standards, the industry salary ranges, and they're pretty clear on what they're looking for. And, and if I'm someone who would be negotiating with someone like that, I would take them much more seriously than if someone's just sitting there throwing numbers out. So I appreciate that advice. And I think that is a great approach in terms of, and again, it gets back to what you said before, practice and preparation that could go really for any aspect of the interview process or any aspect of your job, quite frankly. I think that that's valuable. So we covered the kind of the prep and, and being prepared for some of that off the cuff stuff. We talked about the salary negotiation. What would you recommend just kind of overall in terms of overcoming your nerves ahead of the interview? Because you could do all the prep work in the world and I think you have to based on our conversation here and it's going to help to put you at ease in some degree. But inevitably, nerves tend to try to get the best of people when they get into the actual situation. Can you offer any advice around that? One of the key areas, you know, when you're researching a company and you're, you're walking into the interview, one thing to kind of wrap your head around in advance is how can I as a person really help this company through the position that I'm applying for? And that really takes a little bit of the pressure off of you as someone who's trying to sell themselves, which can feel really not very authentic to an introverted person. And it actually puts you in a place of strength where you're genuinely and authentically communicating what your strengths are and what you believe you can do to help the company. And I kind of equate that to a little bit like if you've ever had a friend who doesn't really talk too much, but then all of a sudden you hit a topic that really resonates with them and then they can't stop talking. Introverts talk a lot when they're very passionate about something. And so I would challenge introverts who are looking at, at new career opportunities to find out what is it that you're passionate about in this new job? What is it that you really believe that you could bring to the table in your research about this company? Do you love what they do? Do you love their products? Like what about this company really makes you feel alive inside? And write that down. Know that deeply because in interviews, people get excited when they can sense passion coming from the other side of the table from the interviewee. And if you can really articulate why you're excited to be in the interview, it comes across so naturally and in a way that will captivate who's interviewing you. And really, the interview too is not all about you selling yourself, but it's about you really looking at this company to say, is this really a place that I want to work? is this a place where I can really add value? And so when you think of it as sort of like a back and forth conversation, it takes a lot of the pressure off of you as a person to perform in this interview. 
and, and it allows you to come from a place of passion and strength when you're talking about why you're excited about this job. Yeah, I love that because to me, the one thing that anybody can do in their career that's always a successful strategy is to figure out how you can provide value to people, right? Value to your clients, value to your company. And with your approach here, the strategy you're recommending and the question that you're recommending people ask is you're basically saying, think about before you even work for this company, think about how much value you can provide to them, how you could provide it to them and communicate that to them. And I think that that's a powerful approach, not just in interviews, but just in your career overall, is that if you have value that you could translate to people, the companies, the community, et cetera, and you understand what that value is and you're able to put that out there, I think good things are going to happen. So I think that that's a great, a great way to kind of calm your nerves down and really just simplify the whole process and just say to yourself, listen, forget about being nervous. Forget about the company you're going to talk to in terms of like the size of the company or how great this company is. Just think about your strengths, the value you offer and how you can get it to them and try to transmit that through the interview. So that's great. All right, Amanda, any kind of last words of advice on how to nail the interview before we jump into our Take Action Today segment? One thing that I like to remind people about interviewing is really to understand that the interview itself is just full of opportunities. It's the opportunity to tap into what you love about the company, the opportunity to share your interest in the position like we talked about, you know, the opportunity to learn about what this job entails every day and the opportunity to really strengthen your interview skills so you nail the right job. You know, it might not be the job that you're interviewing for that day, but with every interview, you just get stronger and stronger. On risingintroverts.com as well, I have a full ebook that talks about how to nail the interview that will go more in depth on the actual steps and how to prepare your interview questions up front how to prepare small talk up front so that you're prepared when you have to talk about the weather before you're even getting interviewed. So just wanted to put that out there, but that's all I've got. Once again, we're talking with Amanda Glover from Rising Introverts, and I'm going to recap a couple of points we talked about here, and then Amanda's going to stick with us and come back in our Take Action today segment to wrap this up, where I think I'm going to ask her one more question about the limiting beliefs, which is also really important. But in this interview so far, what we've talked about is how these limiting beliefs or doubts in your mind can affect you, especially as an introvert. It's important for you to push through those and overcome those. We talked about preparation being really key to preparing for a job interview as an introvert because sometimes small talk or off-the-cuff conversations are difficult for us as introverts to handle. Introverts really can feel uncomfortable in these times. So again, getting the routine down, getting the practice will help you with that. We talked about salary negotiation. Amanda gave some great advice, which again is really preparation. She talked about how she went on a job interview and she did a whole kind of presentation around the salary that she was looking for with justifications in terms of industry, uh, salary data, et cetera. So again, show someone you're serious, have the data, have the backup and be prepared for that. And then also in terms of overcoming nerves on the interview, Amanda recommended just thinking about how you can talk about the value that you can give to this company, which again is going to put you in a position where you are super confident, right? And comfortable. And you know, you're going to be well-received if you're telling someone in a passionate way, how you can give them value. Of course, these are all things that we covered. I think they're great. I think that some of these things can help you just in general in your career and life as an introvert. 
And some of them can help you specifically, of course, in the interview process. So what we're going to do now is Amanda's going to stick with me. We're going to come back and we're going to round this one out in our Take Action Today segment. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show, where today I'm going to ask Amanda a question about overcoming limiting beliefs, which is something that I think all professionals struggle with at some point in their career. But before I do that, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI. Do you feel stuck in your job? Not sure how to move forward? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to move up in your career is to get your engineering license. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple print and digital review options is ppi2pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. They offer licensure exam prep for the FE, PE, and SE exams. So no matter where you are on your path to career advancement, you can count on PPI's support. Take the first step towards making 2019 a great year for you professionally and check out everything PPI offers to make your journey to engineering licensure as smooth as possible. Save 15% when you use code EMI15 at checkout. Visit ppi2pass.com to find essential licensure exam prep books, digital review, and helpful tips and advice. That's PPI, the number two, pass, P-A-S-S, dot com. All right, I'm back with Amanda Glover from Rising Introverts. And in today's Take Action Today segment, we want to kind of wrap this one up for you. And just thinking about the conversation we've had so far, Amanda, I know, like I said earlier, from my own work in providing coaching and training for engineers and technical professionals, the limiting beliefs challenge comes up a lot because a lot of times in this field, you're dealing with complex topics and you can certainly have self-doubt and then you're an introvert on top of it and you hear some of the stuff that you mentioned before. You've got to get out there more. You've got to network. You've got to talk to more people. And there's just a lot going on there. And I know you've done a lot of research around dealing with limiting beliefs. And I was hoping that kind of to wrap things up here, you could offer maybe one strategy that's been very helpful for you or that you found to be helpful in dealing with or trying to overcome limiting beliefs because they can be pretty paralyzing. Yeah, definitely. The one step that I took that offered an immediate change for me was really just being honest with myself and writing everything that was in my mind that I, I believed about myself, that I felt about myself, Anything that was negative, I kind of gave my myself permission to just open up and write it all down. And I started reading through those notes. And then I would take a negative phrase and I would change that same exact phrase into a positive version of it. Like as an example, if I thought, well, I'm not very healthy, then I changed that phrase to I'm healthy, fit and confident. And I ended up with a list of about 10 things and I would read them every night before I would go to bed and every morning when I would wake up. And the reasoning for that is because your brain's kind of in a more relaxed state at that time. And based on some of the research that I've done, when you're putting new information into your mind at that time, it's well received and recorded within your subconscious. And so I just kept doing this and the the challenge for myself was to do it for 30 days. Within three days, some of my new affirmations that I had wrote would pop into my mind automatically when I needed them most. So 
like at work, if I was feeling kind of uncomfortable about something, this affirmation would pop into my head, reminding me that I'm a great product manager at work and it would calm me down. Another time I was exercising and running up and down this hill and I thought, oh, I don't think I can do it anymore. My affirmation automatically popped into my head and said, you know, no, you're healthy, fit, strong, and confident. And I just kept going and kept going. And I finished my workout that day. I didn't expect these things to happen. And it was really because I took that step. So I think if there's one step you could do would be write down the negative beliefs you have about yourself, reverse them and read them every night before you go to sleep. And every morning when you wake up and try it for 30 days and see what happens with you. In fact, I've heard that as well about the programming. I mean, listen, your brain is like a computer, a really powerful computer, and you have the ability to kind of program it. And I've also heard, as Amanda stated there, that right before you go to bed and right when you wake up are really great times to do that. And in fact, when I get up in the morning, I usually can take some vitamins. I open the cabinet. I have some quotes and stuff there on the inside of the cabinet, again, just to start the day off the right way. And in terms of like writing your thoughts down, I know for some of you, you might be like, oh, that sounds kind of funny, like writing down your thoughts. But I've also learned this in coaching school in terms of limiting beliefs is you have to expose those beliefs and you have to get them out there and see everything that you're dealing with instead of just letting them kind of be inside your head and creating that self-doubt. And so Amanda gives a really good process for kind of exposing those and then actually taking them and turning them into positives, which is awesome. And it's not as easy to do, I think, as it might sound with me and her talking about it here in a matter of minutes. But again, like anything else, and kind of like Amanda talked about earlier, you have to build good habits, right? You have to practice these things. And in order to do that, you have to just force yourself to do it every day for a certain number of days. And and I think that doing something like that can seriously be life and career changing. And so I think this is a great take action today segment for you to try to really focus on. Amanda, thank you so much again for coming on and and spending some time with us here. Before we wrap up here, could you just remind our listeners where they can find you and find some of the resources that you mentioned earlier? My website is risingintroverts.com. It's really focused on helping introverts lean into their strengths and really become the leaders they know they want to be in their lives and in their careers. And then you'd be able to download from the homepage a full ebook on how to nail the job interview. And then there's also a place on the homepage to register to get the full kind of step-by-step process to help you start reversing your self-limiting beliefs. That's awesome. Once again, Amanda Glover from Rising Introverts. Amanda, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you, Anthony. I had fun. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Amanda. The limiting beliefs thing is a real thing. I've dealt with it with uh, myself in my own career, but also in coaching many engineers. So please take that seriously and think about how you can expose your limiting beliefs to yourself and overcome them. It will change the game in your career. It really will. And that's why I was really excited after recording this episode to share it with you. All right, I do want to remind you that we have a very special Kickstarter campaign going on right now at bizofengineering.com. That's B-I-Z of engineering.com. And one of the ways that you can benefit from this Kickstarter campaign is if you're interested in taking our Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop, which many of our listeners email me about. In fact, we just added a mid-May session because of the demand. It'll run from mid-May to the end of June. So you'll be all done before July 4th. If you want to get access to that course, the live or the on-demand version at the lowest prices ever, just go to the bizofengineering.com, which is our Kickstarter campaign where we're helping Matt Lose 
one of our listeners, an engineer in Texas, to publish his book, which I believe will give you an amazing blueprint of how to succeed as an engineer going forward, because things are changing now with complex projects and technology. But not only will you get Matt's book, but you can bundle it and you can get access to the Accelerator Workshop online at the lowest price ever. If you're a student, you can get our resume and interview course with the book. If you're a recent grad, you can get our goal-setting and decision-making course with the book. I'm so excited about this Kickstarter campaign because we're really getting our products and services to the engineers that need it most who sometimes can't afford them at that point in their career. And so we're making all this available, plus you'll get Matt's book, which I read multiple times already, and I'm implementing some of these things in my own career. Again, you could check it out at bizofengineering, B-I-Z-O-F, engineering.com. Please support Matt. And in return, believe me, you're going to be rewarded with some great professional development tools. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions on today's episode. Just go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and look for episode 201 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.